What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. Today on the show, we're going to play a little game. We look at some fantasy football projections for prominent members of the Dolphins' 2022 offense. We're going to decide if we're going to take the over or under on major statistical categories for each of them. Let's get it. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. Today is Tuesday, May 24th, 2022. Your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. And boy, oh boy, do I enjoy myself a good bet, a good gamble, a good proposition. And that's why today on the show we're going to be playing the game. We're going to be looking at fantasy football. Of course, it's that time of the summer and the football cycle where fantasy kind of takes that center stage. So we're going to embrace it. We're going to lean into it. We're going to talk about it. Thanks for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. There are no doubt, no shortage of great Dolphins-centric shows for you to listen to. And for those of you who tap in with Locked On Dolphins, I appreciate you. So. The summer calendar for me is always fun because it forces you to get a little bit creative, right? It forces you to choose to look at the game through a different lens. And anybody who's followed Locked On Dolphins for any extended period of time knows I am very much, or or even my work follows me on Twitter, very much a tape head, right? Grinding the tape. That's the, that's the Twitter handle. I very much love the breaking down the film, and the X's and O's components of the game of football. So, that doesn't always necessarily jive with fantasy in general, but I do feel like looking at players through a fantasy lens gets me to some really fun conversations. And that's what we're going to do, but we're going to do it with my style. I'm not going to talk too much about uh, number projections, and because I don't have that, right? So I'm going to use a couple of already established fantasy platforms, look at their projections for the players, compare them against each other, and go from there. We're going to start with the Dolphins' top pick from the 2021 NFL Draft wide receiver Jalen Waddell. He, of course, of note for what he was able to do in, oh, I don't know, Breaking the rookie receptions record for starters last year, Jalen Waddle logged himself uh, 104 receptions for 1,015 yards and six touchdowns. Have yourself a day, my friend. Um, the projections, we're using ESPN and Yahoo. ESPN for 2022 has projected a very similar type year for Jalen Waddle. 10 less receptions, 94. One less yard, 1,014. So an average of 10.7 as compared to 9.8. And six touchdowns. Uh, They do project him to get a handful of targets for a handful of cheapy yards. Eight carries for 47 yards, I believe, when I see it. Uh, Grand total fantasy points, 240 in a non-points per reception league as compared to 245 last year the analysis for 
ESPN's Waddle forecast is as such. Early first-round rookie wide receivers tend to have a lot of early career success, and Waddle is no exception. 2021 sixth overall pick finished no lower than 10th at the position in targets, receptions, and catch rate in his inaugural season. Waddle's upside was limited a bit by a short area role. Uh, 7.0 average depth of target was in the 10th percentile. And a lack of goal line work, three end zone targets, but he still managed a strong 14th place fantasy finish. Waddle appears to be the real deal, though he may have trouble making a leap forward in 2022 with Tyreek Hill added to the fold. Coach Mike McDaniel will surely use plenty of Waddle, but barring major progress from Tua Tungavaloa, the 23-year-old is best viewed as a good wide receiver, too. Okay. So remember those numbers, 94 for 10-14 and six touchdowns. Because the forecast from Yahoo trends even further in the direction that ESPN dared to start. Uh, Yahoo's forecast for Jalen Waddell, non-points per reception, uh, 241 points. So everybody's forecasting right around the same level of production from a fantasy points perspective that Jalen Waddell did last year. But they're projecting Waddell to have 85 catches, not 94, so they're down 10 off of Yahoo being down, or off of ESPN being down 10 from last year, for 1,116 yards and seven receiving touchdowns. They're also willing to, to shout out return yardage, and they're giving them a pretty significant chunk for return yards. So ESPN is saying Waddle is going to continue to be a shallow depth of target player and average 10.5 yards per catch instead of 9.8 like he did last year, whereas Yahoo is willing to concede, hey, Jalen Waddle might be a receiver that's capable of creating more yards after catch and better offense. Uh, their forecast is over 13 yards per catch. I am inclined to take out of, we'll do receptions, yards, and touchdowns. I'm going to take the middle ground between these two receiving totals, 94 and 85. I think Waddle will finish somewhere in the middle of those two numbers because there are a lot of mouths to feed. You know, I've, you've seen some projections for the Dolphins offense amongst fans on the, the social media timelines and, you know, you can't have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle up over 1,600 yards without expecting the Dolphins' offense to have 5,000 yards passing this year. And with how much they're going to run the football, I don't think that's a realistic expectation. So it's just a numbers game because you do have to feed Tyreek Hill. You do have to feed Jalen Waddle. You do have to feed Mike Gusecki. You do have to involve the backs out of the backfield in the passing game because that's part of what makes this offense work. You paid Cedric Wilson a significant amount of money. Hey, just do the math, right? <laughs> like, There's not enough for everybody to reach their full potential if they were the featured player in the offense. And that's a good thing. That's exactly how it's supposed to work. But over 17-game sample size, I will take Waddle between 94 and 85. Uh, I will take the over on Yahoo's for or on ESPN's for sure. 1,014. I might take the over on both. 
1,160, yeah, I'll take the over. Because I, I do think Jalen Waddle is going to be a large chunk gain player, even if that means less volume, but that's a testament to his versatility as a player. And the touchdown forecast, Yahoo has seven. Waddle has, or ESPN has six. I think I'll I'll take a push on the seven. I feel good about seven. So that would be a career high uh, for Jalen from a receiving yardage standpoint. He did technically get a rushing touchdown last year and have seven total touchdowns. So in between 85 and 94, over 1,116 yards and seven touchdowns. That's my, as of right now, knowing all the names that exist in the Dolphins offense uh, that need the football, that's my way too early forecast for Jalen Waddle. We're going to do Tyreek Hill next, but not before we do our friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, rockauto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog. And in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, price the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So let's talk about the new guy, Tyreek Hill, next. And the Tyreek Hill fantasy projections are always going to be really interesting to me given the um, heritage that Tyreek Hill has as being one of the most productive players in the NFL since he came into the league and played on this Kansas City offense. So um, let, let's talk about that first because I think there's some historical context that is important here. Tyreek Hill has been an NFL player for six years. He's made six Pro Bowls. He's been a three-time All-Pro player. He was in the All-2000s team for the decade. Obviously won a Super Bowl. And through six years, Tyreek Hill has 479 catches for 6,630 yards. So he's over 1,100 yards per season average for his career. And he has 56 touchdowns in the passing game. 62 total touchdowns. That's in six years. So you, you are talking, I'm not a math guy, but I could tell, tell you you're talking about 1,100 yards and 10 touchdowns per season for Tyreek Hill. And then you add in the, the receptions component, and that's on about 80 catches per season. <laughs> this guy's the, the Miami Dolphin, guys. The role, but... Here's what we do need to acknowledge. The role that Tyreek Hill played last year for the Chiefs is going to be more like what his role looked like, looks like in Miami as compared to the previous seasons. So Tyreek played all 17 games. But his yards per catch was the lowest at 11.2 
that he has had since his rookie season in which it was 9.7. He obviously made it as a, a return man primarily uh, that rookie season in 2016 as a Pro Bowl player. He's also, by the way, had 93 rush attempts for 719 yards and six touchdowns on the ground. Had 24 rushes as a rookie in 2016 for 267 yards, 11 yards per attempt. That's where, for me, um, projecting Tyreek Hill and projecting this offense gets kind of tough because the per-touch production that he had last year is something that was in part out of necessity for Kansas City, but he, like Jalen Waddell, did really well with it. 159 targets in the passing game for, for Tyreek Hill last year. So uh, first and foremost, we're going to take the under on that. Um, But if you project from ESPN, 92 receptions for 1,148 yards and seven touchdowns. That's a grand total of uh, 259 fantasy points, handful of projected carries for a handful of projected yards, nothing of significance, but 12.4 yards per catch. The analysis from ESPN. Hill was traded to Miami after finishing four of his six seasons in Kansas City as a top eight fantasy receiver. He's coming off an odd season as defensive adjustments led to more short area work. His 10.6 average depth of target was his lowest since 2016, as I mentioned, and a dip in scoring just just nine touchdowns, but also a career-high 160 targets and 111 receptions. Fantasy production production was boom or bust as he produced five top 10 fantasy weeks, but also eight finishes of 40th or worse. Hill is now 28 years old and his value takes a hit with Tua Tungvaloa under center rather than Patrick Mahomes. Still, he's one of the league's most explosive and heavily utilized players. He's a mid-range wide receiver one. Yahoo projects uh, monster numbers. They're projecting 10 more receptions uh, 111, they're projecting 1,239 yards receiving, and they're projecting nine receiving touchdowns. So, it's interesting that both of these models are relatively close, although I, I would guess since they're all rooted in the same kind of scientific approach to the game, that shouldn't surprise me too much. I'm surprised Yahoo has this kind of volume uh, for Tyreek Hill. I will take the under on 111 receptions. Uh, As far as yards per catch, I mean, Yahoo has him at 111, not a math guy, 11.1 yards per catch as compared to uh, ESPN logs Tyreek Hill at 12.4. I think that 12.4 number... I do think both of these guys are going to be like 13. And that's what's really exciting, right, is is there's so much volume that you expect to go to both Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle that if they're both going to suddenly be like, it wouldn't be a surprise be a surprise for Tyreek Hill. But if Jalen Waddle gets every catch he gets last year, but the spacing is improved and he gets an extra three yards per catch across the entire season, like, I mean, do the math. It's, it's like 300 yards, 250, 300 yards. 
I, I'm definitely going to hammer the over on 11.1 yards per catch. Um, I, I certainly think he'll be 12 and a half, 13. So give me the under on 111 receptions. I'll probably also take the under on 92 uh, that ESPN has for Tyreek Hill, but like it's going to be really close. Like I think both of those guys are going to have 85 to 90 catches. I do think that that is one thing that I certainly expect Mike McDaniel will do very well offensively and, and scheme-wise is he's going to make sure there's balance and there's going to be an effort to continue to get the guys the ball. And it might be week over week, depending on matchups and who gets who. You might have guys really break out one week versus the other, but I really expect even targets for both of these guys. And with the extra game, the 17th game, I don't think it's too much of an ask uh, to project both them to, to land at 90 receptions. That'd be 5.3 catches per game. So give me... Give me under for both on receptions, but it'll be close, and then there will be obviously more touch opportunities and and manufactured touches uh, through rush attempts and special teams and so on and so forth. So I'll take the under on both uh, for Tyreek Hill. I will take the over on yardage for both. Um, So so that that means I'm expecting 1,250 yards or more. Uh, for Tyreek Hill offensively, and I don't think that's an unreasonable expectation. And from a scoring out uh, perspective, seven and nine are the totals. Um, I think there is an opportunity here uh, for Tyreek Hill, at least from a receiving standpoint, uh, to take a little bit of a dip. I don't know that you're going to get the over-the-top touchdowns and therefore you're going to have to continue to win in in the red zone and short yardage and spacing and so on and so forth and I understand like the speed's really going to threaten but it does get more condensed down there so I would probably take the under on nine uh and I would put him in the same ballpark as Waddle at six or seven so if you get two guys with that kind of production like we're not going to be mad, right? Like, I'm sure there's Dolphins fans listening that's like, Kyle, man, stop selling these dudes short. And yeah, maybe one of them's going to blow up, but I don't think they both blow up. But even if they both get 85, 90 receptions for 1,200 yards and six or seven touchdowns, I mean, when, honest question, when's the last time the Dolphins saw that? Go ahead, do the. I'll tell you what, I'll look it up for you so you don't have to worry about it. And while I look it up, why don't, why don't you do me a favor and chew on a built bar? And uh, we'll bide our time. Built Bars of Protein Bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. They're absolutely positively delicious. And right now, you can visit Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order. That is Built.com. Promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. So I went ahead and took the liberty during the the break there to uh, look up when the last time the Dolphins had this kind of production. And I have the answer, or I have an answer. It might not be the the specific answer for uh, the kind of volume that I was projecting, but you got to remember that I'm back in the early 90s. 1991, uh, Don Shula's Miami Dolphins went 8-8, 8-8, 
Tom Oliver Dotty, what are you doing, man? Eight and eight. Dan Marino threw for. 3,900 yards, 25 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, 248 passing yards per game. Mark Duper, 70 receptions for 1,085 yards and 5 touchdowns. Mark Clayton, 70 receptions for 1,053 yards and 12 touchdowns. So that at least gets you in the ballpark. Shout-out Dolphins defense, 24th in scoring defense. Offense was 6th in scoring offense, and you won 8 games. And uh, didn't make the playoffs. Tremendous. Outstanding. Uh, so you got to go all the way back. And a lot of these Dan Marino years in, like, the 90s, you, you, maybe, you maybe had a one 1,000-yard receiver, but you certainly didn't have two. It just... So for the Dolphins to get into 91, that's, I think, what was most amazing to me as I'm sitting here flipping through trying to find, like, okay, when's this overlap happen for the Dolphins? They get so much production from Dan Marino and the passing offense, but it was so balanced. But if you want the real answer to the question for what I think the, the Dolphins receivers actually can do this year, you got to go back to 86. And they still didn't have the volume back then, uh, but this this was the Marx Brothers at their prime. 67 receptions for 1,313 yards and 11 touchdowns for Mark Duper. Mark Clayton, 60 receptions for 1,150 yards and 10 touchdowns. Both of those guys over 19 yards per catch. So there's even there's a little bit more of a less explosive vertical component, uh, but there is much more of a volume component in this year's iteration of these Dolphins teams. Shout out that 86 team, uh, first in scoring offense in the NFL, and dot, 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 8-8, eight eight missed the playoffs. Because the defense, 405 points, 26th in scoring defense out of 28 teams in the NFL. <laughs> so... What a wet blanket. Uh, but here's the good news. We know the Dolphins' defense this year has the potential to be much better than uh, one of the worst scoring defenses in the league, and therefore there's plenty of sense of optimism that this can be a more well-balanced team. And if it does, expect more than eight wins. And if you get more than eight wins, let's hope there's a playoff ticket involved. And if there is, we'll cross the rest of the bridge when we get there but we're going to cross the rest of the bridge for this week later this week that's going to put a bow on it we did Tyree Kill we did Jalen Waddle uh, predicting their fantasy outlooks and forecasts um, these two models for ESPN and Yahoo I think get certain things right I think they get certain things wrong relative to my expectations for the offense and how it's all going to piece together the fun part is seeing how it actually works but that's going to do it for us today on the show. Fins up. Thanks as always for checking out Locked On Dolphins. Make it a great Tuesday, and I will talk with you guys again tomorrow.